you drawing on this job? What's good y'all, welcome back to another episode of The Noise, this is episode 39, and happy new years, <laughs> shit, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a while, I guess we kind of took the holidays off, or I took the holidays off, uh, if you follow me on any socials, you would have known that that's what was going on, I did get some people hit me up asking why there wasn't a new episode, well, uh, that's why, <laughs> so, yeah, if you weren't following socials and you're not up to date, and yeah, I mean, I guess at the last episode, I should have probably set it towards the end that we'll be going on a holiday break, but it is what it is. Uh, we're back. Happy New Year. Um, today, I'm joined again with Dreamer. Like, what's going on, everybody? Happy New Year's. Hope you had a good holiday, safe one at that, and yeah, we're back. <laughs> yeah, back with another one, man. Uh, pleased to be here. Pleased to see another year of life. Uh, so yeah, uh, without further ado, I guess we'll jump into um, our topics. But before we get into that, keep in mind this episode is going to be very, very light with the news and be more heavy with what the hell's coming up this year to kind of get everybody ready for it and looking forward to what we're going to be playing this year. So it's, just keep in mind it's going to be a, a heavy game year. So it's going to be hard on the wallets. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with saying that, before we jump into all that, uh, Dreamer, talk to me. What you been up to, what you been playing, what you been watching. <laughs> you know the deal. Pretty much, uh, you know, constantly working, work. Um, as far as, uh, like, my artwork, animation work, so to speak, slowly just putting some things together here and there, trying to start off the new year right. Um, as far as what I've been playing, um, I know I just ended recently uh, Pokemon Scarlet which was in my opinion a really good game there you go wasn't expecting all of those different features to be within the game but yeah it, it was definitely a good playthrough and i definitely want to play again um still gotta beat god of war ragnarok sonic frontiers and one other game that slipped in my mind but anyway uh yes definitely looking forward to a whole bunch of games that's uh coming out this year which we're definitely going to be covering there you go there you go and i guess for myself uh, holy shit, um, on Christmas Day, I actually finished Alan Wake, uh, so that was amazing, it was very fun. That story still holds up to this day. I needed to run through that game again because Alan Wake 2 is releasing this year, we'll get into that later, uh, but, yeah, I finished it on Christmas Day, I was extremely excited, I loved it, uh, it's, like I said, the story still holds up to this day. I started Control, uh, that game so far. It's nice. I love it. Uh, Control is just one of those games where uh, it expands and connects all of... For those who don't know, Remedy is the studio who makes those games. They have a whole kind of like uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. They have their own video game universe. And Control is pretty much the middle pillar that connects all of it together. Or what you can say technically is that Alan Wake is what connects it together. But we'll figure more of that out (laughs) in Alan Wake 2. Uh, so yeah, if those of you who are interested in Alan Wake 2 that is releasing this year, you should probably go play Alan Wake 1, Control, and Quantum Break as well. Uh, but yeah, other than that, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I've been doing. That and Call of Duty. <laughs> that's all the fuck I got going on. Uh, that, that raid is really fun. For those of you who have not played the raid yet in Modern Warfare 2, go play that shit. Uh, other than that, 
God, that's truly it. Endless Call of Duty with this guy. Yeah, that's all I play, bro. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm really a Call of Duty, which is really funny because, like, if I'm not playing Call of Duty, I'm playing something that is completely opposite of Call of Duty. Like, Alan Wake is nothing even close to Call of Duty. <laughs> the motherfucker got a flashlight and a gun, and that's all you got to defend yourself. <laughs> that, flashbangs, uh, flares, shit. But that's about it. Um, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's pretty. I mean, ain't nothing really new with me. Wife's um, healthy. The kids are healthy. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, but saying that, I guess, fuck it. Let's jump into something. Actually, something that was actually uh, kind of rumored today. Uh, Playground Games is actually making the remake, or I guess the reboot of the game Fable. I don't know if you ever played the Fable games, but apparently a rumor came out today that the game kind of hit a complete restart and reset. And they said they're going to be starting from scratch, redoing the whole thing, and the game's going to be looking, in, or this is what kind of just happened last year, and that sometime next year, or the end of next year, the game's going to be releasing. And I had to stop and pause, and I'm like, wait a minute. If you're completely resetting everything that you did, it's not going to come out within a year. That's just not happening. We've seen it with, uh, what was it, Kingdom Hearts 3. Don't get me started on that, man. Like, bro, they, re- they restarted that shit at least two or three times in the middle of development. And that game was, what, six or seven years in production? Yeah. Like, it was supposed to come out, what, for the PS2? They say, no, the PS3's out. Things got a little too heavy with the PS3. A new engine came out. They said, fuck it, we're going to do that. Then for the PS4, things took too long and everything and stuff. They had to restart it then again to further, um, how do you say, uh, utilize everything the PS4 had. Reset it. Like, bro, too much shit just kind of got underway. 13 years plus for that damn game to come out. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah, because it was only seven years between a PS4 and its release. Cause that shit came out yeah god damn yeah and then for nothing because in that game after three months nobody talked about that shit, that shit pissed me off man it is it deserved a lot better <laughs> but anyway um that rumor for fable um, and playground games came out that they had hit the reset button and it was going to be coming out late next year like fourth quarter next year and i'm sitting there i'm like that doesn't make sense at all then one of the journalists that actually covers and actually has ties in the industry came out and he said yo that's actually all bullshit and i said thank god because it, like it, there's certain things that kind of get leaked and talked about that you and they do have some merit to it and there is some truth within it but then other times it's like how are you going to make an open world game that you're starting from scratch possibly a new engine and rebooting from day one and you're going to come out with it within a like, two years that doesn't make no sense at all yeah like it makes zero sense so regardless and everything, this is what they said. A journalist came out and said, "No, nah, I actually checked with them people. They said it's completely bullshit." I said, "Thank God." <laughs> uh, so hopefully we might actually get a full finished version next year. Um, but then also over at uh, what is it, Bethesda Games, for their game Starfield, uh, they pretty much said that it didn't entered into its final stages, and the final version is actually done and it's the polishing that's going on now so they said sometime between march and june they should be able to actually hit the release date so that makes it fun and at least i'm happy for that shit too um but other than that uh i guess another topic that i had that i really wanted to touch on because things got kind of weird towards the end of last year uh henry cavill pretty much said that he was done being the witcher 
And after he said that, uh, he said, yeah, listen, uh, what's his name? Liam Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth's younger brother. Yeah. Um, he was going to be taking over. All right. Whatever the case may be. Then they said that he was going back to being Superman. And then James Gunn came out and pretty much was like, yeah, listen, uh, we're just going to not go forward with that. We're rebooting everything. So then he never had it in writing. So guess what? He ain't Superman no more. Then like a week and a half later, or like a couple days later, it starts coming out that the reason why he didn't want to be the Witcher no more was, uh, or Geralt, um, that he didn't want to be it no more is because they were taking too many liberties with the story. Now he's a big nerd. He's a huge fan of the series. He said, nah, this isn't going to work. You can't just take your own liberties if it's not within a source material. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So next thing you know he's not he's no longer Geralt within the witcher he's no longer superman within the dc universe and then he comes out i think like a week and a half later some shit like that, or a week later and he's like oh yeah um you guys know i'm a huge fan of warhammer 40k well um i have linked up with somebody i'm actually going to now be the executive producer of um of warhammer um tv series that we're planning on doing and we've officially linked up with amazon amazon's picking it up so now we're looking for a screenwriter and a director i said holy shit <laughs> like i'm happy he's a huge nerd and he gets to nerd out with this shit but i also love it because he's really true to the source material so now also him being executive producer he also gets a say in how this shit's done right so i'm happy for him but weird thing of why this all connects uh james gunn who's now um the head over at um dc he's now saying that everything that comes out for dc movies video games comics cartoons tv shows all of it's supposed to all be connected in some way shape or fashion so my question is to you how do you see that happening is it a good idea and if so does this now put the suicide squad game in a very very weird position um <laughs> that's a lot to take in um yeah, it is i'm sorry <laughs> as far as the suicide game um i'm not I, i'm honestly not sure man i'm not sure what type of direction it, it might as far as giving it an advantage um possibly a good advantage anyway um yeah i'm, I'm honestly not sure I'm not I'm not I'm not sure what direction it might take. <laughs> yeah, the way I see it is um if you're going to have the video games connected with the movies. Okay, that's one thing. The video game story could kind of fill in the blanks of what the movie doesn't show or maybe the the movie is going to be like uh the new Superman. He's been Superman for like the past 10 years. Maybe the video game could be something that happened when he was only Superman for five years. You know, like, do something, a little fill in the blank, so when Superman makes a decision in his movie, you understand why he made it because the video game covered it. Oh, well, he once had to do this, and this happened, and blah, blah, blah. Same thing with Batman. You could do the same thing similar with that. Yeah. My thing is, they're supposed to be making a sequel to um, the Batman that had just came out, like, last year or so, like that. Uh, so the one with um, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. If you're gonna make a sequel to that, then is that gonna be your starting point for the next or for the new DC universe that you're planning on doing? If so, it makes it really weird because they're apparently making another Joker movie, Joker Two with Joaquin Phoenix. 
that is a completely separate Joker than the Joker that we saw in the movie The Batman. So now things are not adding up. It's really weird. Uh, I mean, hey, that's DC Universe right there for you because I'm like, I, I guess you can call that the multiverse theory, man. You can have yeah. so many different versions and whatnot that also goes for Marvel I mean, as well. <laughs> they could do that. Say that the Joker, the movie The Joker is, you know, Earth 2 or some shit. I don't know. But there's also no indication of any superhero in that movie whatsoever. So that's true. It could be that, you know, somewhere within the multiverse that's happening. Uh, my thing is now the video game Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Uh, is that canon now? Or is is that the last piece of media that kind of gets put out? And then everything after that is where it's all connected. Like, that's kind of where I sit with it now. But I also don't think that connecting everything's the best decision because uh gotham knights regardless of how it may have performed and how people feel it's a good idea to have the storyline of the court of owls and everything that's really good my thing is that could never happen if everything's connected because now somewhere in the storyline of the movies eventually batman's gotta die you have to already introduce Nightwing, Red Hood, Batgirl, and Red Robin. Like, you gotta introduce all of them. And then they haven't even introduced his son yet. So, that's a lot to take in and everything yeah. and stuff like that in terms of now you have to make sure it all fits together in a, pe in a perfect puzzle. And, everything. and I don't think that's really the way to go. I think he should dial it back a little and be like, hey, listen, the movies and the TV shows are connected. That could work. That's perfectly fine. The only thing is, now you got to make sure that all your TV shows are able to fall in line. That's one of the issues that they had with, um, what you call it, with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for Marvel. Not everything fell in line because the movie started doing some crazy shit, and then the writers of the show would have to react while it's happening. Uh, but, yeah, that was what I just wanted to throw out there and stuff like that. Uh, for those of you who are listening, um, you know, just feel free to, you know, either hit me up on twitter or whatever let me know your stuff like what do you feel about it do you think it should happen um how do you think this affects things going forward if they make another injustice game does this affect injustice now um you know things like that uh so yeah uh saying that uh i kind of want to jump into what's going on with the rest of the year in terms of what games are we looking forward to and i guess the first game that is starting off the year is what is it january 24th for forspoken or is it 27th? Um, it's it's one of the two. I know that's definitely going to be one of the first games. 24th. The yeah. 24th. Okay. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about First Spoken? Did you get a chance to play the um, demo yet? Unfortunately, I did not because I don't have a PS5. Okay. <laughs> um, well, from everything that I've been seeing and stuff, it seems like it's going to be okay, but in terms of games that I feel as though are going to be like a hit, I don't think it's going to be that. No. Um, I, I think it's my biggest fear that I stated to you, and I've also said it on this pack, podcast many times, is the fact that I feel like it was going to be a big, empty, open world. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I got from it. I mean, granted, yes, it's just a demo, so it's only a vertical slice of it. But at the same time, when Devil May Cry 5 dropped their demo, that shit was nice. You got a feel of everything in the game. Now, granted, this is a different studio, so they're not going to do that. But at the same time, it's kind of like, one, 
the the constant talking from what is it her bracelets or whatever that shit was annoying as hell like just the conversations the dialogue is very bad um ah i don't want to make it racy i really don't but <laughs> it's something that it is really weird where i feel as though the way that she was talking had she been white she wouldn't have been talking like that or had she been Asian, she wouldn't have been talking like that. But the fact that she was black, I feel like they tried to change certain words or how she spoke, whatever, to better suit what they believe a black character would talk Seems like. Seems like she had like an urban type of feel to her, if I if I'm correct. But if yeah, but it felt like it was an act. I think that's the issue that I have with it. I don't know if you played Deathloop. Yeah. But the main character, you know, like he's black when he speaks it doesn't feel like an act it just it, feels natural yeah but at the same time it's not like that was the issue that i had with um gears of war coltrane and everything black character oh it's coltrane like that book it felt like it's kind of that stereotypical like um on the big buff black guy type shit in death loop it didn't feel like that the the converse, the dialogue felt so casual and it felt so real it felt like it was a real person going in there talking as well as the character design for this i feel like it it doesn't feel like that it just feels like hey yo like go into the thing or whatever do your thing just do your thing but it's like no nah, it, it doesn't feel organic that's what i'm looking for it doesn't feel organic it doesn't feel right and stuff just how she's saying things not what she's saying but how it's being said as well as apparently she's supposed to be from new york yeah and it's like it doesn't seem like she had that New York accent or whatever. You could have snatched up any black woman from New York and been like, "Here you go," or at least had the voice actress actually study under a New Yorker and how they enunciate certain things or shit like that. But like, it, something just doesn't feel right about that. But again, it was just a vertical slice of the game, so it it we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, uh, trust and believe. I definitely heard a lot of backlash of like the cheesy dialogue and whatnot the constant talking from the bracelet which a lot of people complained about it was really annoying and it was just like i the combat people really didn't it was a mixture of um different type of feelings towards the combat like some people thought it was good some people thought it was and eh, but it was it's not like it was um it was flashy i'll say that yeah definitely flashy it it, it, it looked cool to do that, that that's the one thing yeah it, it looked really cool to do but after you get into it like that's the reason why i brought also devil may cry it didn't feel like a devil may cry like when you did something it's like yo this shit is hot like when you did it it's like yo that looks nice but it doesn't feel like you did much now granted like i said it is a vertical slice of the game there's supposed to be like hundreds of spells you can do so that's what i'm saying i'm gonna wait fully until the game fully comes out and then see some full reviews of the game because i do have some type of faith that there is something missing that we just didn't get granted certain parts of the dialogue we don't have full context over it uh it's like in the middle of the story so you don't really fully know everything but one thing that does strike me odd is that the conversation with her and her bracelets a game that just recently did it damn near perfectly is higher on life higher on life just damn near did that perfectly you have guns that are aliens and they talk <laughs> now granted this is also meant to be a comedic game as well versus for spoken that it's not 
but they did the whole companion thing with you talking with you and it's like in the very very beginning of the game one of the clips that went viral the guy paused the menu and when he unpaused it his guy's like what the fuck are you doing pausing the game and everything like <laughs> it's little things like that or um what you call it when you run too much you're gonna be like damn man you're running so much you're making me tired and i don't even have legs like it's little <laughs> shit like that bro that actually really like kind of it fills the game with like life i feel like that's what the game's missing the game is missing some type of life now granted we don't have a full um in-depth look at what the story's gonna be the mission structure and shit so there might be a lot there might be a sense of urgency within the game within the story itself that kind of makes you feel like all right cool we'll do this and that's probably what builds with conversations with the bracelet or the back and forth talking or just the side comments maybe it's like that maybe we might get more personality from the bracelets that we understand why so that's why i'm saying like i don't want to fully just like dog the game right but from the demo standpoint alone it's not a day one pickup for me it's a probably wait till it goes like on sale type shit and stuff um but again we'll wait for full reviews and see if maybe that happens and stuff because i mean hey even in life uh, was a higher in life you could go into the settings and if you feel like the guns are talking too much you could change in the settings for them to talk less and they'll only say little things that are probably necessary to say or certain points in the game of where they have to say certain stuff right um but other than that um i'm not going to go month by month but february is the only one that i'll another one that i want to talk about in february we have hogwarts legacy um and that one's coming out well there's a few release dates for if you have a xbox series x or s a ps5 or you're on pc the game comes out february 10th if you are on last year consoles ps4 xbox one it comes out april 4th if you're on nintendo um your nintendo switch whether it be switch switch Lite, or the switch oled it comes out july 25th so um what do you say that game's coming out next month and it's looking to be amazing like truly truly amazing uh, we just watched a video and everything on it and that shit like just flying around on your broomstick for those who don't know hogwarts legacy is a harry potter game for those of you who do not know what hogwarts is oh <laughs> the game looks good man but before i get to what the hell i like and what i want to see in it and hope to expect what do you what are you looking forward to it and what do you really want from it everything <laughs> no but um what i'm really looking forward into uh the fluency within like casting your spells what type of spells are you going to be exposed to i know there's different categories of spells like ancient spells regular spells that are like you know still being potentially used in the future of uh harry potter of the harry potter world so to speak but since this is like what in the uh 1900s 1800s um i think it's either the eight it's 18 or 17 i think it's 1800s yeah um a lot of things are like you know still like they're still learning different type of uh, variations of spells uh different things that are being brought into the universe so it's to speak a, but it's in the 1890s I'm 18, sorry. 1890s yeah. okay but yes i'm definitely looking forward to like uh what type of spells that were used in the past um what type of creatures are you going to um encounter i know it was a few creatures that we had seen earlier within the trailer that actually piqued my interest 
Um, I wish they had Quidditch on there, but unfortunately they do not because Quidditch does not come until later within the Harry Potter universe. But yeah, just uh, minor things like that and just, you know, what what type of things to expect within the uh, combat system. I'm definitely intrigued about the con combat system. Yeah, I, I know for me, um, one thing is they said like you could do certain like like spells within the dark arts and shit like that. Um, I'm personally, I, I mean, you know me, I love all the dark evil shit and everything. <laughs> so, so like me personally, I, I'm more into that. I, I want to know what exa what type of spells actually fall under that. Is it more of a like, um, when you play any RPG games and everything, there's always the um, status of effect type, um, uh, what you call it, like spells or effects. So, if, if you play Elden Ring, um, you can hit certain people with like your sword, and maybe you have a bleed effect. You cut them, they have a status effect for the next 10 seconds or whatever they're bleeding. Is it going to be something like that? I could cast a spell on them. It hits them with damage, but instead of doing 58 damage, it only does 32. But it only does 32 damage because now for the next 5 seconds, they're poisoned. Would that constitute being a dark spell, being able to poison somebody? I think so. But as well as, I kind of want it to be more. You know, can I hit somebody with like a petrification spell and everything? Fucking turn them to stone, kick them, and then boom, now they fall apart in the box. <laughs> like, I don't, bro, I don't know. All I know is that the creators of this game, they didn't really write the story with the original writer of the Harry Potter books. They pretty much said, hey, yo, we're going to make a Harry Potter game. We're going to take inspiration from your story, but we're going to kind of rock out and do our own thing. So, what I want is give me a good enough game where i can kind of do like the dark spells and be all cool with it or i can go ahead and not do the dark spells and that kind of leads me in two different paths that's what i want personally but aside from that i really want co-op you don't got to give me four person at least two player co-op yes definitely there. preferably four but if you can at least give me two or three i'm chilling with that and everything and stuff and you know to piggyback off of what you just said in terms of like the dark arts and whatnot now i'm not going to spoil anything no spoilers no nothing yeah. but i will say this i did do some digging and some research between youtube google twitter and a few other various sites and whatnot that i came across and i will say this i have seen what type of dark art spells that you are able to use and they do pertain as to what you was previously saying before, but I'm not gonna go into details as to, as to what those things are. I'm trying to kill a goblin, bro. Like. <laughs> but I will say that they definitely do have some interesting dark art spells that pertain to what you said earlier. I got for me, my starting point is I don't know if anybody that's listening or you yourself have ever played. There's a Star Wars game called Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Um, it's an amazing game that came out, and one thing that makes it the best is that every it's one of the first games that did this, and one of the, it's one of the games that are it's kind of the turning point in how games were made. After they made this, they then went on to make Mass Effect. So Mass Effect kind of like also was one of the staples of what completely changed how games are made within RPGs. So in Nice Little Old Republic, every decision you made can either put you uh, you had a scale the top was light side the bottom was dark side and you had a little needle in between every decision you made will push you up either light side or push you down dark side you also got to level up and get different force powers or force abilities 
Now, certain abilities are locked to certain sides. So you could unlock to be able to force heal. Force heal is literally just that you're able to heal yourself. The issue with that is that's a light side power. So if every decision I make from that point on is dark side, it pushes my meter down to the dark side and I lose my ability to force heal because mm. that's a light side power. It's not a dark side power, but on the dark side power of charts, there's one called life drain, which is pretty much I don't necessarily heal myself. I steal my health from you. So that's pretty much like what it is. So that's why I say and everything, it would be really nice for that to happen because I personally will be really cool. Uh, but I kind of hope that's how the Harry Potter game does it because if they can lock certain spells that a you actually have to do some evil dark shit to be able to use these dark spells, you can't just willy nilly just fucking do them. Like you actually have to do certain things and go on a dark enough path to be able to do it. I would enjoy that. Yeah, and I know what's that within the trailer. Um, it was like one of the very first trailers. Um, they had showed for Hogwarts uh, Legacies where. Uh, the main character, avatar character or whatever, was talking to one of the Slytherin students. Yeah. And they, the Slytherin student was basically saying, yeah, um, you can either um, learn this spell and take me out or I'll take you out uh, using the spell on you. So basically, you kind of like got to choose which decision that you're going to make using this against the student or actually taking a hit for yourself or whatever the third option was but basically yes you do have to do you do got to get your hands dirty in order to do some of these dark arts so to speak see and i, I like <clears throat> that that right there is going to make the game more in depth it's going to make it it's going to give us some replay value too definitely that because is going down the road of using dark arts easier or is it harder so like okay maybe now i'll be able to use certain spells that i could just quickly just kill somebody and move along with and everything but what would be harder is that now i actually have to level up my skill of maybe persuasion so now instead of just killing him to get what i want or whatever maybe i actually have to persuade him hey yo you should probably just like disappear like get the <laughs> fuck away that'd be a little bit harder and maybe later on in the game because i left that person alive they come back hey listen yo like i have this this can help during your quest and then boom now it opens up the world even more like little things like that is what kind of makes things like again nice to the old republic that's what made it like that there there was if you go to the planet korriban it's where the sith academy was you could train to be a sith lord there's a certain area in there with the headquarters of where if you play part two darth revan used to be that was his um headquarters uh with his wife and everything and stuff now the, their door is completely locked you can find an energy cell and everything in order to put it inside the door to unlock it the only issue is you have to progress further on into the game in order to unlock that to get the energy cell to unlock the door or you could plant a trip mine inside the fucking door and blow the bitch up <laughs> so what the hell you think i did i put a trip mine in that bitch and blew it the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> of course you did <laughs> now my sister on the other hand she didn't she went and got the energy cell so when i got into the door there's a holocron which is pretty much a hologram that is like you know like a voice message but it's a hologram so you can see the person and it's basila talking to you which is revan's wife and everything and basila's like oh this 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 about revan blah blah blah. but because i blew up the door and everything the mess the holocron got damaged so i only got bits and pieces of the message my sister on the other hand she unlocked it with the energy cell and the door opened up and guess what 
her holocron was damaged. So she got the full fucking message. I only got bits and pieces of it. Mm. Little things like that can change shit. So I hope, maybe I'm asking too much of the game, but you know, Nice Little Republic is a game that came out during the X, the original Xbox and PlayStation 2 era. So it would behoove them to, hey, add these little things into a game nowadays. It gives your game more depth. So I like that. Um, saying that, again, like I said, we're not going to go month by month, but what are some other games that you're actually looking forward to um, for the rest of the year? For me, I'm going to have to say um, this probably won't be coming out until towards the end of the year. Of course, I can be wrong, but Resident Evil 4. There you go. The Rise of the Ronin. That's what we just watched earlier, right? Yeah, man. That, that shit looked nice. That, that shit was crazy. And um, Marvel's uh, Spider-Man 2, even though, honestly, I feel like that's not going to come out until 2024. Okay. All right. Anything else you look for, sir? Uh, and also uh, Final Fantasy uh, 16. I forgot that's this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely this year. But I would have to say, out of the ones that I just named, um, I would probably have to say Rods of the Ronin. I would be more so interested in. No, no, no. Honestly, no. Let me take that back. What am I talking about? Spider Man 2. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Spider Man 2, then Rise of the Ronin. But like I said, honestly, I feel like Spider Man 2 is not going to come out until 2024. Like, I feel like if they were to bring this out this year, it would be too soon because I feel like. It would be too many bugs they'd have to get rid of unless they were already ahead of the game of course and took care of you know most of those minor yet major issues and whatnot but i'm hoping for spider-man 2 for a release this year towards the end of the year at least but honestly realistically speaking probably it probably won't be until next year i hope i'm wrong but that's just me yeah um you know with that i mean before i get into the games that i'm looking forward to i guess to be common on that uh, like i know i talked to you earlier about this I feel like Spider-Man 2 releasing this year really does depend on how well the other PlayStation exclusives um, do in terms of uh, reception and sales-wise. Right. So again, this year they have um, the expansion for Horizon Forbidden West. That comes out, I believe it's in April or something like that. Uh, let me see. Don't do this phone. Unlock, mofo. There you go. <laughs> um, April, April 19th. April 19th is when the expansion, it's just called Burning Shores. April 19th, the expansion comes out. Cool. The game itself, sales-wise, didn't really do too well until they actually bundled the game with the PlayStation 5 consoles. In turn, you had to pretty much buy the game with the console itself to get it. So, therefore, that boosted sales. Nothing wrong with it. Do your business however you want to do it. But that's not people wanting to just specifically go buy the game itself. They bought it with the console because it came with the fucking console. (laughs) point blank period (laughs) so depending on how well that sells then we have final fantasy 16 that's also going to be a playstation 5 exclusive depending on how well that sells and then i feel like just one more other game that's coming out for a playstation exclusive i forget but off the top of my head those and everything coming out this year oh forspoken yeah (laughs) forspoken now in january um april you're gonna have uh, what you call it, Hor- the Horizon Forbidden West DLC called, um, was it Burning Shores or whatever the fuck it's called. And then I don't know when Final Fantasy 16 is coming out. Depending on how well those three releases go, if they do extremely well, I can easily see Sony kind of being like, you know what? Let's push Spider-Man to 2024, mainly 
because they don't really have anything fully lined up for 2024. Like they don't have no logged in release dates. This is what we're releasing. Now that's not to say that there is nothing to release because I'm sure there is, but they don't have anything locked in. What we do have for a possible 2024 is the Wolverine game, but that can easily be pushed to 2025, fully lock it in, do all your shit, get it all squared away. 2025, solid release date. Apparently they also have like what, 17 other games in development. That's cool, but that doesn't mean that they're ready for next year or this year. Exactly. What we do know is this year, we're also going to be getting more information on The Last of Us multiplayer. That can be a possible release for this year for financial stuff. Okay, cool. We can't release this game and everything, but what we can do is release this multiplayer that we've been working on. And this multiplayer can literally just be like, hey, it's just a cash cow. So here's here's ellie from the last of us one here's ellie from the last of us two here's ellie with her freaking finger missing like you know like <laughs> shit, shit like that and then, and then you know then you can have here's joe from the last of us one and everything and stuff here's i don't know fucking joel's daughter from that dies last of us one spoiler alert um, <laughs> like you can do whatever the hell like you want and stuff like that and with that you'll also be able to just keep getting money it's gonna all be about cosmetics and money once that DLC drops and stuff like that. So I think there can be a place this year in which they can actually say, we don't need Spider-Man 2 because we have our multiplayer game that's coming out. And if that's the case, let Spider-Man 2 live for next year because this year there's too many games coming out, way too many. And I don't, me personally, spider-man game deserves to live on its own i don't think that especially if you want to get into like the game awards or whatever and stuff like that there's too much coming out this year for that game to just be fighting i said it i said it last year with god of war i said god of war should have just waited to 2023 but then i had gave caveats if this 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 game something happens and they get pushed then release it 2022 what happened everything i said ended up getting pushed to 2023 <laughs> i said cool now's the time to release god of war they did to confirm the date so i'm saying again this year if certain things don't line up with sales with these next three releases for playstation mind you they paid a lot of money to get exclusive final fantasy 16 rights and this game even when the rights run out it's the game cannot come to xbox game pass but doesn't mean it can't release on xbox we also don't know about sales for Nintendo. I'm pretty sure they won't go there, but we'll see. So if everything works out for PlayStation like this for these three releases, and we get the Last of Us multiplayer released as well this year, I can easily see them saying, you know what, Spider-Man 2, hold off to next year. They have nothing locked in so far for next year. Have a guaranteed banger ready for next year. Exactly, and honestly, I do hope they push back Spider-Man 2 because, again, the more work, time, and development they can put into that, the better the outcome. Yeah. Um, and the re another reason why I say that, again, like I said, due to the releases and to for what I'm about to say for the games I'm looking forward to. This year, we have Dead Space, the Dead Space remake coming out. That game looks gorgeous. I'm going to be picking up the Dead Space remake. We have Resident Evil 4 remake. I'm most likely going to be picking that up too. We have Hogwarts Legacy. I'm going to be picking that up too. 
we have Microsoft's new release, the Redfall. I'll be picking up Redfall as well. Starfield as well, which is supposed to be Skyrim in space. There's going to be, I think, roughly a thousand planets where you can actually go travel. Jesus. I'm going to be picking that shit up too. <laughs> um, I doubt Mass Effect 4 is going to be released this year, but it's most likely going to get released next year because it hasn't been in development for quite some time. So that's not coming out this year. But what is coming out um, this year, like I said, along with Starfield and stuff, is going to be Assassin's Creed Mirage, which Assassin's Creed Mirage is taking us back to the OG Assassin's Creed days from the first Assassin's Creed game. We're going back to the Middle East and blah, blah, blah. It's going to be nice. It's going to be placed in Baghdad. So it's going to be really cool to actually see how that all works out. I'm looking forward to that. That's five games that I'm looking forward to. You then also get into the games that are going to be PlayStation exclusives that I'm looking forward to. Final Fantasy 16. That's from, uh, oh my God, what's the name of the game? Uh, Dragon's Dogma. The game designer that worked in Dragon's Dogma went over to um, work with Final Fantasy and stuff. He did. He the reason why Final Fantasy 16 looked so familiar when they announced it was because the dude who did the designs for Dragon's Dogma went over and did Final Fantasy 16. So that shit looks, you know, it just looks like an updated version of Final Fantasy 16. Dragon's Dogma 2 is in um, production right now. It won't be released this year, but it is in production. So regardless. Six games now, including Final Fantasy 16. If Spider-Man 2 does come out this year, I don't think it should. There's too many big games. Hold off. But if it does, that'll be another one I'm looking forward to. And then for me, my big hitter of the year would personally, my choice is between Assassin's Creed Mirage and Alan Wake 2. Now, I just finished saying on this podcast that I finished Alan Wake 1 again um, on, <laughs> on Christmas Day. I love that game. I love this series. I love the world. And what Remedy has done with connecting their whole universe and having it really revolve around Alan Wake and what he's writing, his writing is literally what creates the stories in the Remedy games. God only knows how Alan Wake 2 is going to be. Now, Alan Wake, the first one, came out 13 years ago. Literally 13 years ago. That game was a action uh an action adventure game that was also a thriller this game is going to be a horror survival so now we get another horror game into the mix there are too many games coming out this year that i'm looking forward to my pocket's going to be hurting like shit and stuff but at the same time that's also part of what makes me uh, kind of glad that hogwarts legacy isn't multiplayer because if it was multiplayer, I probably wouldn't be playing any other game. So you mean to tell me I can actually play the game, beat the story, move on? Cool. I'm fine with that. But I still want some multiplayer in the bitch. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, like, bro, those, that, that's like seven games if Spider-Man 2 does come out here. That's seven games off the top of my head. Off the top of my head that I'm looking forward to playing. And that's not including that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is supposed to be getting an expansion DLC late next year. Oh, shit. It's supposed to be, you know, getting more story missions. It's going to expand multiplayer, DMZ, Warzone 2. All that shit's getting expanded. So, bro, there's a lot of shit coming out it next is, year. Man. Uh, but if you off the top of your head, of all the games that are coming out next year, if you, and let's say Spider-Man 2 is coming out, every game that was announced this year, let's say every game that was announced is coming out this year. If you had to give a game that you might think might win game of the year, we're gonna call it early in the year. We'll come back next. We'll come back in December to see who wins. But 
if you had to give a game that you feel was going to get game of the year, what game would you give that to? Out of the ones that we just said. Yeah. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. I'm going with that. Sticking with my guns, man. What yeah. about you? Um, God. Uh, <laughs> if Starfield is actually everything that we expect it to be, I think Starfield could actually win game of the year. I think Star- if, again, if it's supposed to be what we are hoping and praying it's going to be, I think it's going to have an Elden Ring effect. And the game is so big and massive, I do feel as though <sighs> when Elden Ring came out, nobody expected it to be as big as it was. Mm. Um, Dark Souls 3, when it was released, it was all over every news station, everything of people trying to just beat the first boss. The very, very first boss. And it was so hard for people to beat that first boss. So I was like, oh, I wonder if Elden Ring's going to have that same effect. Bro, it blew that shit out the water. This shit was on ESPN. This shit was on magazines. It was on the news. This shit was everywhere, man. People who do not play Souls games were playing this game just because they could make a samurai. Just because they can make a wizard. Bro, you can play the game in so many ways. I feel as though if Starfield does well, if what we expect it to be, I think of it being like a space odyssey type game, travels to different planets, it's an RPG. I think it actually could win that. But again, I think there's still some silent sleepers. Like again, if Alan Wake 2 continues a story that it's supposed to be like, Alan Wake 2 could actually be in that contention. It could. And if Assassin's Creed Mirage is a story that we all want it to be and hope it is, it's a possibility Assassin's Creed Mirage can actually be in that conversation too. But then again, that has nothing to do with Spider-Man 2. Because if Spider-Man 2 can make a story that's just as good as the first one from 2018, bro, it could win. So it's too many games for me, man, that could possibly win Game of the Year. Um, I don't think any of the remakes are going to be get, um, get being talked for Game of the Year. Um, but like I said, it's, I don't know, man, it's going to be a heavy year. Yeah, it's definitely going to be tough. Yeah. But saying that, uh, I guess we'll kind of just bring this podcast to an end. Um, is there anything else you want to throw in there? What you're looking forward to? Uh, we're supposed to get the PlayStation 5 Slim this year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're going to be taking out the disc drives and you're supposed to be modifying it a little, uh, which is weird. The PlayStation 5 has apparently gotten, gotten more expensive and other parts of the world and stuff like that. But funny enough, the parts have actually became cheaper. So you made your system more expensive, but the parts itself are cheaper. So apparently now they're going to be redesigning the PS5. They're going to be selling a disk drive separately from the PS5. So you can still have a digital version. But if you want to buy a physical disk, you can buy it separately. Um, And they're going to be redesigning it to make it somewhat smaller. It's going to be cheaper to produce and everything. And they'll be going forward like that. So uh, we get that this year. There's still rumors of the um, the Nintendo Switch Pro. I don't think that's happening this year. We get the um, PlayStation uh, 5 VR 2 this year, the VR 2, the PS VR 2. There we go. Uh, that comes out this year as well. Um, you looking forward to any of that? Uh, yeah, definitely. Like again, I wasn't even aware of the PS5 Slim coming out. If that's the case, then yeah, hopefully that's that'll probably be my next uh, be my next big investment. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I mean, even with that, the new PS5s are supposed to be... I mean, I doubt they're going to sell them for cheaper. They're cheaper to make, so uh, we'll see. But, yeah, but at the same time, 
you can now uh, buy when they released a separate um, disk drive you could just buy a PlayStation 5 um, d digital and then buy the disk drive separately so it wouldn't that even matter is, that is very true said, instead of spending 500 it'll be 400 yeah so that, that might be the move yeah <laughs> and for those of you who do not have a PS5 yet personally if you can wait I would say wait because all the PS5s when this comes out are most likely all going to be digital there's not going to be any uh, disk drive version of the ps5 it's all going to be digital and if you want to buy the um, disk drive separately you'll then be able to so i would say hold off on it um, but saying that again we'll bring the show to an end uh for those of you who have not watched the ending to bleach for this season go watch it it's on hulu god damn it um, it's just amazing <laughs> for those of you who have missed and waited for bleach to come back it came back strong it did beautiful uh so yeah go watch that um sir tell them where they can find you at what are you working on you know plug yourself in uh you guys can find me on instagram at have a dream al um you can also find me on tiktok as well again have a dream al Alrighty, and as always, it's your man in Human Line. You can find me on all your various social media networks at Inhuman Line. That's I N H U M A N L I N E. Again, that's Inhuman Line. And yeah, saying that, if you guys wish to send in any listener questions, you can send that in at inhumanline at gmail.com. Again, that's inhumanline at gmail.com. And make sure in the subject header you put that it is a podcast question. If you do not, I will delete that shit without a second thought. All right, I don't, I don't do none of that spam shit. Uh, so yeah, saying that, that's gonna bring episode thirty-nine of the Norns to a close. Thank you all so much. Please um, rate us five stars on whether it be Spotify, Google, or Amazon. Am uh, yes, we are available on Amazon Music now. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about that. We're available on Amazon Music and also Apple Podcasts as well. But I think they integrated Apple Podcasts with Apple Music, didn't they? I'm not sure. Fuck, I forget. Anyway, five stars and all. Thank you. <laughs> and much love to y'all. Y'all be safe. Again, happy new year. Have a beautiful day. Y'all take it easy. Peace. Peace.